You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Indians. This is your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. we got a lot to talk about. We're going to do kind of a quick thing about the show itself. We will discuss the Carlos Carrasco situation. We'll talk about the Zips prospect rankings. And those will probably take most of the time when we get through all of those events and occurrences and the effect that uh, those events are going to have on the Cleveland Indians going forward. So let's just talk about kind of a general health of the show type of situation. I thought, so recently they've changed how they kind of judge podcasts. Um, There's more of the whole idea of like people actually listening to the full thing and and doing things like that. Um, So I was looking at Chartable and what's kind of cool is the Apple podcast for our show. We're currently 25th ranked in Finland. So thank you to the Finnish fans, 20th in Poland. Thank you to the Polish fans. 20th uh, amongst all these are uh, amongst baseball podcasts in Italy so all time there 20th 20th all time in Italy so thanks to our fans there but in the United States of America for baseball we are currently up to 35th the nice change is now that it's more about like concrete listens downloads people actually um, engaging with the podcast uh, they're always kind of fluff it a bit before. And the funny thing, you know, they kind of warned us, like, you're going to see a big drop in your, your listenership numbers. You're going to see a big drop in it. Um, ours stayed the same. There is no drop because all of you guys and gals out there, um, you have been listening the whole time. So I appreciate that. And I want to say thank you. And what's cool is we're actually the 35th ranked uh, baseball podcast by iTunes. It's downloads, that's live listens. That's also part of that metric is the reviews. So those reviews that people have left are huge. Um, so again, we are up to 35th, which is pretty awesome. That is a 41 point, 41 spot jump. Uh, so yeah, big thank you. Uh, 10th amongst the Locked On Baseball podcasts. Uh, hoping to keep moving up. I was talking with my buddy Taylor Blake Ward today, who's, you know, top 20 podcast. And I believe his angels are fourth or fifth in the network. And it's, you know, we got we got some room to grow. Let's put it that way. But uh, I appreciate everything that has been done. I do want to address some issues with my pronunciation. We know it's an issue. And I do go and I look at those reviews because if people are doing me the favor of putting them, then I need to do the da- the them the due justice of looking at them. One, it is Brooke Jacoby. I apologize for saying Brooks. Brooke Jacoby. I should know that. He's like the first Indian I could have probably picked out of a lineup um as a kid it's like him and my first indian exposure was Corey snyder because i had a friend in first grade who was um obsessed with him so he would talk about him all the time to the point where i think that was like the only i couldn't have named i didn't even know what he looked like but i knew the name Corey snyder but as i grew into baseball and got older uh brooke jacoby was was the dude for me so me messing his name up is uh maybe the biggest embarrassment in the history of the show which has had a lot of embarrassing pronunciations the other one is i called him how trotsky uh you know confusing him with the uh soviet leader who died in mexico after he lost uh power struggle to stalin uh you know we all had to read animal farm at some point and uh i'm gonna confuse if he was i think he was snowball right Uh, i don't i can't remember but that piece of high school literature it is how trotsky Trotsky. No extra T in there. Probably still butchering it, but yes. I, I did want to address. I saw someone put that in the reviews, and honestly, that's fair. So I wanted to 
take the time, look at that. I'm always working on improving and making it better. And I am, you know, taking the fan feedback serious. And I want to make this um, something that everyone who is listening is enjoying and not being just annoyed by my mistakes. So now that we have talked about that stuff, and again, the big thanks due to 35th is pretty awesome. I know it's just among Spacewell podcasts, but thank you all. I did not expect it when I kind of opened that thing up. So let's talk about Carlos Carrasco. Carlos Carrasco came in today with um, crutches and an MRI has been scheduled for his leg. Now, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I've been kind of hesitant to put any value on his return. I don't know what he's going to be at. Um, you know, coming back from cancer, that's something that saps the body so much. Um, he is going to be 33 in a month. Uh, he was never the most durable guy. When you go and you pull up uh, his numbers, he was not ever a huge inning eater, even at his peak. I'm trying to see how many times he crossed 200 innings uh, once. So for his entire career, 200 innings in 2017, which was, you know, his fantastic season. And it's, it's you know, to the, the day I die, I'm going to be driven nuts by that year. Uh, because, you know, 2017, he is just unbelievable in the second half. And for some reason, he only uh, pitches once in that playoff series against the Yankees. Um, that That's just going to be one of those things, much like Mike Jackson being underused in the World Series that I'll probably harbor forever. But uh, next year, he threw 192. Uh, year before, it was 146, 183, 134. So 80 innings this year. I would have to go and look and see the numbers. It is interesting from the perspective that like the strikeout and uh, walk rates are very much in line. The difference for... Uh, 2018-2019 jump and hit rate and the home run rate doubles so you know we don't know what really what we really have in Carlos Carrasco for being 100% honest but uh, I would still much rather bet on him than Pletko or Plesak at this point or Saval really to be honest so Jeffrey Rodriguez is going to start the first um, spring training game and he's got a legit chance right now to make this team as a starter He's a bit up and down as a starter, and really once he got hurt, he never kind of came back to that position. The other guys you're probably looking at, uh, Logan Allen, who they got in their trade for uh, Bauer a year ago, Scott Moss, uh, maybe Sam Henkes, who's also on the 40-man. Tristan McKenzie is on the 40-man, but after not pitching all of last year, I don't see him breaking camp. I think the rotation's likely going to go Bieber, Saval, Plutko, Plesak, Rodriguez. And that would be my guess for the start of the year if this is something that knocks Carrasco out for any chunk of time. Uh, We already know Clevenger will miss some time at the start of the year. Hopefully it'll be very little. But, uh, yeah, not not what you wanted to see um, as an Indians fan that another player is going down. And we haven't even started games yet. So that kind of stinks. There's no, no good way around that one. So... That's the Crasco. You know, we don't have much more. It's his right leg. He's getting an MRI. Not a lot of details were given. Um, so we'll have to see, basically at this point, what the Indians will do and go forward. But it's a it's a disappointing turn. And it is the point where you're like, Ugh, man, maybe we shouldn't have traded Kluber. 
we could certainly use that extra arm that has some experience, you know, more that is not coming off a rookie season or, you know, uh, extremely young. It'd be nice to have a little bit more of a veteran presence on this team at this point going forward. It is time for your fantasy minute brought to you by league commission. Uh, you know, I talked about the five best Indians at the start of this whole process and Carlos Santana is going to get short shift because I'm not going to talk about him today. So he's not going to appear as one of the guys he, in spite of being arguably the Indians most important hitter a year ago, because I think in terms of fantasy, especially if you're not playing with people who are Cleveland fans, if you're maybe in an out of town league, Jose Ramirez is a guy that, uh, you're going to get an excellent value on you go back to 2016, 2017, uh, over, you know, especially 2017, when he finished third in the MVP, you know, and he finished third in the MVP in 2018. And if he didn't die down the stretch, he would have been uh, legitimate, you know, should have won the MVP. But, you know, 56 doubles, 29 home runs. Next year, 38 and 39. Uh, 106 walks to 80 strikeouts. Like, he was amazing. 2018 was for his age 25 year he was just utterly astounding turned 27 in september we're entering his 27 year i don't know if it's true or not but in my mind that is always the prime year 129 games last year uh end of 2018 he just really struggled and then he started 2019 really struggling before catching fire and then getting hurt so the numbers are down they aren't as good as they have been he missed a lot of time uh, so someone who's not paying attention might just see declining numbers and, you know, he might slip. So Jose Ramirez is basically the, the only pick that makes sense to me uh, in terms of the best value for the Indians because especially if you are not in a Cleveland-based league, uh, declining numbers, injury, he's not going to be quite as high on boards as he was, you know, post two all-star seasons where he was a top five MVP candidate. What are you doing for the game? A universal question. Whether the casual follower, the person who tweets everything, the beginner, the diehard, the stat nerd, the smat talker, the appetizer guy, the couldn't care less, or the makes everything into a competition, we have our place in sports. Those same personalities apply to your fantasy sports, and League Commish exists to ensure your fantasy sports experience is the best one for you. They match managers to leagues as they lie the foundation of your new league. It's easy to sign up. And with your preferences, you get matched, and then you get to approve of that match before uh, there's any commitment on your end. Sign up with League Commission by February 29th and get 15% off by entering our code Locked On, all one word, and the referred section space of the sign-up form. The first 25 people to sign up using the code get their first match for free. What are you doing for the game? Find your next fantasy sports league at leaguecommish.com. Now, again, it is fantastic to have a sponsor again, so... Check out Lee Kamish. They're doing us a solid. So let's talk about the Zips ranking. Now, Zips is always interesting because um, their prospect ranks can be very different. There are certain things that stand out with Zips that tend to make them, you know, it's it's a predictive numbers-based system. And by using, um, you know, what's out there, uh, you know, it, this is kind of, how can I explain it to the to the person who may not be as familiar? You know, it's taking all of this data that we have, um, plugging it in and using it to say, this is what typically is the most important stats. Or these numbers here are great signs of future success. And um, four Indians made this list. Now, not a lot of guys made 
the list over. You know, most places there were two, maybe three Indians. Uh, here is four. And kind of the most astonishing thing is when you look at the very top of this list, you know, Wander Franco, I've seen some people put an 80 on him for his, you know, basically giving him a Hall of Fame value as a prospect. And then comes Gavin Lux, Joe Adell, Luis Robert, usual suspects, Carter Kaboom. Okay, that's about it there. Uh, 10 is Rushman, 9 is Jesus Lazardo. Again, usual suspects. Brendan McKay, 8. Okay. 7, Dylan Carlson of the Cardinals. Now, that one's a little interesting there. Uh, but 6 is where it really gets for the in- Indians is Nolan Jones. You know, Nolan Jones is higher ranked than Rushman, Lazardo, Dustin May, Jeter Down. Jeter Downs at 15, though, is high compared to most. Matt Manning, Mackenzie Gore, uh, amongst others. So when you go down, uh, you know, he's 54th on the Fangraphs list and 6 on the Zips. Um, and it just says that, you know, the Zips in particular places a premium on guys that are close to the majors and have a real shot at being contributors. So there's value in safety. Um, it doesn't care that his power hasn't manifested uh, or the position change. It's, you know, he was young for the level and he has a very disciplined approach. So the high walk rate really is something that appeals. Um, Zips sees him peaking as a guy who hit 260 with a 340 on base and a 470 uh, slugging. So you're looking at, you know, that'd be what, an 810 player. And they talk about platoon spits or spits splits are worrying a lot of uh, are worrying, but a lot of guys can grow out of that. He references Ryan Klesko in particular, but yeah. So the the thing here is, you know, with Nolan Jones, I think a lot of his valuation essentially comes down to one: how worried are you about the platoon splits? Two: do you think he can stay at third? Um, if you say very worried, no, then he's probably a borderline top one hundred. If you go, yeah, he still hits the fat side of the platoon well, and he can be an average third baseman. You probably have him closer to 50. I'm a huge fan. Six is high for me, but I get it. You know, he there's a very, what he has shown so far is when he does hit them, you know, that power is there. He's still tapping into it. He's still a young kid. He's very long-limbed, but that eye at the plate with the power does make him a pretty safe overall prospect. Uh the Indians actually have two players in the top 20. So let's move on down. George Valera. And what it talks about here is, and by the way, this is all by, oh man, I butcher pronunciation. And Dan is a great guy. Dan Smizborski. Uh, I love Dan. I've been following him on Twitter for years. I've had a lot of fun interactions with him. He has always been a super nice person, which he doesn't need to be because this is someone who's had his stuff appear everywhere and is very smart. So again, when I'm quoting stuff, this is all from Dan. Uh, and he's fantastic. Find him, follow him. I, I can't say enough good things. Um, so basically it starts off with, it's unusual for Zips to like short season A-ball hitters this much, but he had a 210 ISO, and most of those guys were recent college graduates. Valera's 18, and the extra base power in particular stands out because um, the New York Penn League is a notoriously difficult place to hit homers, with only four players putting up double-digit home runs, and Valera hit eight in less than two-thirds of the season. Um, the error bars are massive, and personally, he'd put uh, Julio Rodriguez ahead of him. But I don't. But as he says, I don't put my thumb on the scale. This is just his program. Um, so it just comes down to his power production uh, with his age relative to the level really made him stand out and made him one of the 
kind of more interesting guys and you know if you like him and that's you know that's kind of what I talked about when you heard me talk about Valera it's I disagree completely with the typical scouting report which is a plus hit to him like I think George Valera is probably going to be a lot like Nolan Jones I think those profiles are going to be very similar uh, in terms of offensive production we'll see if I'm right or not but that that is kind of my prediction uh, who else made it from the Indians Tyler Freeman made it uh, down at 78th. He was 93 on the other list. Uh, if you're curious, I did not. Valera was 19th on this, or 18th on this one, 84th on uh, the other Fangraphs list. And coming at 92 was Emmanuel Classe, uh, ahead of uh, some like Matthew Libertor, who was 95th and 94th, you know, and there's a lot of talk on him. Uh, Tampa has another guy of note, Taylor Walls. Uh, he's a fun guy at Florida State, led the nation in walks, so I'm not surprised. Still likes Jonathan India. He made the list on here. Andrew Vaughn does not like as much, and I think a lot of that is because age relative to level. Like when you get right down to it, Vaughn was, um, you know, short short season down there. Uh, it's kind of sometimes harder for those guys to stand up and perform. And I was kind of surprised to see Braxton Garrett and Trevor Rogers, two guys I had really forgotten about over the years. If I'm being honest, Garrett got hurt and hasn't really performed and the fact he still made it like he didn't pitch at all in 2018 uh 2019 in high a though when you get down to it it was a 271 or 337 373 fip i don't like to really go into the x fip but you know left you some good numbers we'll see what he can do and then trevor rogers who one of those guys who's a really old for a high school kid type of deal we talked about brett batty with that a year ago that he kind of stepped up and had a good year in high A. So it's going to be the Marlins minors could be significantly better a lot. Significantly better a lot. Ooh, could be significantly better um, than a lot of people thought because of, you know, two guys like that who were kind of forgotten coming back. Other names that stood out, like Dalton Jeffries, I've talked about multiple times. He's on here. And I just kind of, I've liked his... Uh, just the number and the production, and he was a borderline first-round pick out of school who got overused. It's I just like to personally like the unranked. Like, that's where you can really go. Like, Gabriel Arias of San Diego, 50th, but unranked. Sherton Apostle. Sherton Apostle with the Rangers, 55th. Corey Abbott with uh, Chicago, 58th. Brady Singer. Now I'm not high on Singer. We know that. Owen Miller with San Diego, uh, the middle infielder, John Duplantier, Duplantier still uh, high on him. Justice Sheffield, I like Patrick Sandoval. And then, uh, let's see, uh, Jeff Bain, Brian Abreu, Alec Bettinger, Tucker Davidson, Brandon Shoemake. A lot of a lot of guys for Atlanta, it likes in general. But yeah, I just kind of wanted to point out some of those unranked guys who uh, the system still likes. Class A, just even being there, there's not a lot of relievers on the list, so that speaks to extra value because a program like Zips isn't going to put the value in a reliever because the overall outcome and high-end uh, value to a team is lower. That's just the truth of the matter. They don't play in as many innings, so they can't do as much. So him even getting there just speaks to how good he was in the limited uh, innings and what he showed both in the majors and the minors. And I totally hadn't even realized he's still qualified as a, you know, quote-unquote rookie or prospect. And if the Indians are going to really succeed this year, I feel like what is going to make them uh, exceptionally dangerous is if Class A and Karen Chalk live up to their ability. 
and then all of a sudden you take a game and you turn it into a seven inning affair and on days you have Bieber and Clevenger it's almost like the other team uh shouldn't even bother showing up and that's how the Indians have to be if they're going to make the postseason uh the rest of the games are coin flips but the important thing is that when you have Class A, if Hand can pitch like he pitched in the first half, it's going to be with Class A, Karen Chalk, and then Hand, um, you're going to just shorten the game. And that is what the Indians have to do. As we've already talked about, depth is an issue, and guys are already dropping. And, you know, we'll have more information um, by Monday. So Monday's show, we'll talk more Carrasco. We'll kind of dig a little bit deeper into what's going to happen there. Hopefully it's just minor, like a sprained ankle. I don't know why he'd be on crushes, but let's hope it's just like a sprained ankle. But, yeah, that's that's kind of the news for the day. That's where we are. That's where we're at. Um, Nolan Jones, it just, as I talked about, you know, Class A is the obvious guy because he's going to help this year from that group. Uh, but Nolan Jones legitimately could be the guy for the Indians at some point this year. The, the splits, yes, they're an issue. They're concerning. You do hope he gets better. But uh, especially if Domingo Santana does not work out, the nice thing is it's, what, million, million and a half invested. Um, he could be out, and all of a sudden, Nolan Jones could be your DH. Or, you know, honestly, if the Indians are very unlikely, I think, to pick up the $18 million option on Carlos Santana, and if he doesn't, you know, they don't work kind of a, a lesser deal or something like that, he could uh, very easily be set to be the Indians' first baseman in a year. And I think that's really the situation Nolan Jones. I think they are set with Jose Ramirez at third base um, long-term. And I think Nolan Jones will likely play a lot more at first base. We'll see this year. And I think where he plays this year will very much show what the Indians view his future position to be. I want to thank everyone for listening this week, five days a week back there. Uh, Numbers have been good. Let's keep getting those numbers up. Like I said, currently 10th in network. Let's let's go higher. Let's see uh, what we can do. Download, uh, set your phone to play and walk away if you don't have the time that day. Uh, anything helps. So more reviews are fantastic. Whatever you can do. Let's get those numbers up. Let's uh, let's keep climbing. The The jump was great this week. Week? Wake? <sighs> Long week. Numbers have been great, but we can keep improving the podcast. Let's, let's move us up. Top five in network. Let's see if we can get like top 20 in baseball podcasts. Thank you all for listening, and as always, go Tribe.